Hi there, and welcome to the fifth installment of the Ember Island Critics podcast. Thank you so much for clicking. I hope you'll enjoy the next hour and a half you spend with me and my friends. In today's episode, we are discussing the first of the Fire Nation teams, May and Tylee. A quick disclaimer before we start, opinions ahead, as well as headcanons and theories, and of course, spoilers, among an array of other things that you may not agree with, but are fortunately not facts you must accept. If anything said grows to be too much, I give you full permission to close this podcast and act as though it never existed. Whether you agree or disagree, any frustration you experience should not be taken out on me or my collaborators. We are human just the same as you are. We gather to discuss something we love dearly, but not without new lenses of criticism we've developed since we were younger. With that, I welcome you to listen in on the Ember Island Critics. What's up? Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Ember Island Critics podcast. I am your host, Yanni. She, her, or they, them. What to do, Zach? Hello. <laughs> I'm Zach. I feed him. I'll pass it to Carolina. Hi, I'm Carolina. She, her, I'll pass it. I'll pass it. I'll pass it to Roxy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Roxy. She, her, hers. What to do? <laughs> okay, so we we got a little we got a smaller group than usual today, but it's still going to be a great time because I love my friends. Um, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about May and Ty Lee, the first of the teens from the opposite side of the war. It's going to be a fun time exploring these characters because they have very different motivations for doing the things they do. And we're going to start off as we usually do with what was your first impression seeing them on screen? Okay, my first impression of Ty Lee. Boom, right out of the gate. I loved her. It was like the first shot of her. Because they, I think they did a great job introducing her first. Like, it's all upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, it spins to her. And she's like, Azula. She's just so cute. I loved her so much. And I immediately <laughs> was like, oh, my God. Like, I've never, like, loved a character that quickly. <laughs> and I was just like, her. Yeah, she's incredible. My aura yeah. has never been pinker. Right? Like, the way she sounds, <laughs> the things she says, the way she looked. Like, she was the most endearing character of all. And, like, yes. I love the fact that the show was not afraid to include this very girly girl who is just, like, yeah. excited to party and be there. Like, she's just <laughs> so happy. She is. I love her so much. I'm trying to think. Like, my first impressions, I was definitely like, wow, okay, so we got kind of, like, this really nice, quirky character. I, like, immediately was just like, wow, okay, so there are, like, regular people in the Fire Nation, if that makes sense. I was like, because everyone we meet so far had, like, kind of, like, this, um, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's like, like a aura facade. Of, of, like, being, like, tough and, like, something to prove and, like, out for X, Y, and Z. And it was, like, the first character that was just, like, Honor. I'm living my best life. Yeah. And I was, like, that's kind of refreshing to see, like, the dynamics. I hope that she's included more than we see, like, Suki and all of them. I hope that she stays around. But that was, like, my first impression of, like, okay, well, let's see where this goes. And also, like, the way that Tylee exists in direct contrast to May, who is mm -hmm. pretty much her polar opposite. Um, and I would be real, May felt annoying to me because, like, when I was little, I was like, okay, you don't care. Why are we spending time on the girl that doesn't care? And then, like, as I've grown, I'm like, well, making an apathetic character is a dangerous balance. Like, having people that don't care or, like, 
telling me to invest time in this person that don't care doesn't seem like the best investment in this amongst this cast of other people who really, really care. So I was more excited to see what she does care about. And lo and behold, that just turns out to be a man. <laughs> but we, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll there. We'll get to that. But <laughs> along that line, I think my first impression was like, she's like, I'm bored of all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I found it funny. <laughs> She's like, I'm bored, and then cut to them like plot, cut to people plotting to like murder them, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna get interesting now, sister. I promise. And then she's like into it, but then as soon as it stops, she's like, well, that was irrelevant. And I was like, do you experience adrenaline? Because like when I last, like I wish it was more interesting, and I was like, okay, true. Like, like it was really cool to see her like jump up and kick ass, and like she does that in front of her parents, so clearly they know she's capable of this. And the guards that they were with were just fucking standing there, fucking like the eye and the lips emoji, just. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what my first impressions were. I figure they're pretty much the same, particularly with Tylee. I was like, oh, this fun girl who's like Fire Nation. That's unique. Um, I don't think I thought that they would be like regular characters because, like, up to this point, you they always introduce someone for like a single episode and then they're gone. I think I wasn't expecting them to be recurring. I was just because they like Azula was seeking them out because the the whole scene sure. is to like leaning up to them is like I need a small and elite team to catch my prey. I'm pretty sure is the word she says, which Azula is terrifying. But that's a, that's a couple of episodes from now. Um, what them paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you, Zach. Like, oh, cool fighting. Well, yeah, like we get to see like May is introduced with her fighting style, but we don't see Ty Lee's until later in the episode uh, re Return to Omashu and that's because hers is like way higher stakes because she can inhibit bending You know that magic system we're so excited about like that's wild and it's a really cool application of her power in co like conversation with her personality because like when you see these characters that are super light and bubbly like in anime They tend to just do like random frilly stuff versus um like this girl can can seriously take people out in a degree yeah, of ways that's one thing that really stuck out to me about may was the fact that she's like throwing knives at people like with everyone else there's like an indication that you could just be trying to knock them out or like you're bending like there's gray area about like what their intentions are with attacking you she is throwing fucking knives at your face and you <laughs> die if she hits you which i just like that's such a different tone from like every all, all of the other characters in their fighting style like it seems much more it seems a lot closer to the way like we see the fire nation generals fight with like serious weapons as if or like well zuko has his swords and jet has the hook swords but like the way that they're fighting with it doesn't feel as intent as throwing a knife at somebody right. you know like if that once that knife is airborne it's airborne it's landing where she wants it to land yeah because like jet was mostly using it like if anything like a blunt object because he would kind of swing them around they also had hooks so they had utility in that sense mm -hmm. um and zuko I don't know, he probably swung it at people, but mostly I just remember him deflecting stuff. But she's throwing, like, literal knives to, like, stab you in the chest or in the face, and you would die instantly if it hit you. And I just remember that being a very pivotal first impression of May, of, like, this girl is... This what we doing now? Is this what pants. we're about? 
Uh, yeah, they. I think these were two characters that they did especially fantastic with the first impressions. I'll get into that later. But next on our on our list is going to be best moments with these characters, and it's going to be a bit trickier because they don't get quite as much screen time as other folks on the show. But um, I have one for each. Yeah. My favorite for Ty Lee is when she's fighting with Sokka and then she hits all the pressure points and just, or er, no. Like turns his limbs into noodles. Yeah, that, but also I guess just the whole fight where she's hitting all of their pressure points and she stops their bending. Cause that was super exciting to think in this world war bend, it's really like run by bending um, that there's someone who can turn off someone's bending, which I thought was super exciting for the world building oh I, I this is just like a personal thing that makes me really excited but in the chase when they come across all of the wet fur it's like it's wads of wet fur not wads <laughs> clumps they're clumps and then she hugs her like it's so cute i just love <laughs> watching may and ty lee talk to each other it's so great. <laughs> My favorite moment is actually, it's like kind of like the same for both of them. It's when they betray Azula. That's my favorite moment. My favorite main moment was her betraying Azula. Yeah. And I think, and I think because like they both do it, like it makes it even more impactful. Like I, I love Ty, cause Tylee's was so like surprising forever. Like everyone was shocked in that moment that she did that. And Oh, I just love that moment so much. Maybe like, I love Zuko more than I fear you. And then, it, and then Ty Lee saves May, so that Azula doesn't hurt her. And May and and as and Ty Lee has a big fear of Azula. This is established in her introduction that mm -hmm. she has a fear about what Azula will do. Like when she's like, "I'm going to see your show." Like, Ty Lee's visibly like. Oh, fuck. about that yeah and then like azula was like threatened <laughs> like messes up her whole performance so like she's afraid of azula and that's one of the reasons azula is able to control her so much and so her breaking free of that is just so impactful and it was such a big moment for her yeah, yeah when i, yeah. I rewatched that episode like just the cinematography the way that she like it comes out of nowhere, and then, like, Azula's reaction, it gives me fucking chills. It's so good. Azula's reaction, mm -hmm. May's reaction, her eyes get so Zuko's wide. reaction. <laughs> Zuko wasn't there when-, when, when He was Tyler on the gondola, like, I don't know what's going like, on, but it doesn't back, look normal. Like, but he what's wasn't- happening? he wasn't- he was there for, like, when, like, May was, like, protecting- Az was protecting him and defend and go against Azula, but then Ty Lee does it. He's not there. He doesn't know that. Oh, are they too far? As away? far as he knows, as far as he knows, May is screwed. Oh God! Turned <laughs> back and was like, yeah, like there should have been like a puff of like blue smoke, and that should have been like the end. <laughs> oh shit! I saw lightning. Well, Sorry, love. Right. I gotta go. Run out. Rest in peace. Rip in peace. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then Ty Lee does it, and like. Tylee's like, oh, and then like, <laughs> Azula didn't expect it. May's eyes get so big, and yeah. I just am hearing in my head, I love blank more than I fear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roxy, you got one? 
Oh, no, like that was definitely my pivotal moment. And it was actually like kind of like my peak interest in seeing like May and like her progression after that, because up until then, I was like, girl, how long are we going to keep up with this whole brooding act? And then like you and Zuko confuses me. But like, sure, I'm going along with it. It was like at that moment, you realize that like, perhaps she does have an orderly sense of like, these are my friends. This is the reason why I do this stuff. Like, I actually really, really love you. And like, this is kind of a messed up situation. And what was my part in it? And I just kind of wanted more of like an explanation as to what was going on in her head at that moment. But I thought it was a really like impactful moment when they like saved each other and got out of that situation. It was like, screw you, Azula. Yeah, like that's one thing that I find really fascinating about May's character is that she's not loyal to like movements or ideas that the way it feels everybody else in the show is. Like Katara is very loyal to the idea of the Avatar saving the world and most of the Fire Nation is really loyal to this objective of like sharing the nation's greatness, colonization. Anyway, um, but May is loyal to people. Like she spends most of the series loyal to Azula and eventually prioritizes Zuko over that. Um, Or... Tylee if you want to get into it but anyway um like May cares about people she's not really here for the big broader scope movements of things and I think that's a really interesting motivation to have a character move with and something that would uniquely apply to a character from the Fire Nation because she doesn't really need any other thought process to survive you know but if that's all we've got for best moments we're going to scoot on into the worst moments because mine is the fact that May's arc doesn't feel super consistent to me. <laughs> like the beach. That's all I'll say. Is the beach. Yeah. The beach is generally annoying. Like <laughs> I don't want to watch teenagers be teenagers in this show. I'd go watch 90210 or some episode. shit. I like that episode too. <laughs> like it's, it's humanizing, but at the same time, like I understand. I but no other character. That's it. I like it for Azula and like the relationship drama between May and Zuko makes sense, but I hate the fact that they like make up. Like they I make up like this. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I just, it's all good. I just consistently was not invested in their relationship. So exactly. I just kind of, I kind of just tuned Same. out every time that they had interacted. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Or like <laughs> orange is such, such an ugly color. I love the way you hate the, uh, stop talking (laughs) they really like are like 2012 teenagers in love this is a tumblr couple and it's disgusting (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i I scratch that may's arc in general is not my problem it's just the way that like applying zuko to her character makes her less interesting in a way of an array of ways which i'm like just let zuko be zuko there's so much zuko to deal with with zuko alone don't put him with other people (laughs) (laughs) but what about like oh never mind we'll talk about this when we get to like the zuko episode but like i was curious as to think of like how he and may got together and i'm thinking back but wasn't he like set up with another girl no not quite so when they were kids this is what we see in zuko alone may had a crush on zuko um but like that was never really established as anything and it wasn't really implied that Zuko had any sense of May having a crush on him. Like it seems like he just thought of May as one of Azula's friends as far as like the flashbacks we see in Zuko alone. So then he's maimed by his father and banished, comes back and 
just established in one of the comics. You know, my favorite thing that Azula uses, like literally uses May as a tool to get Zuko to come back to the Fire Nation because Zuko wanted to stay in Ba Sing Se. So hmm. Azula sets up this whole date scenario for them to go on, during which I think they run into Jin, which is like a different issue. But then they go on this date and then they're like, they click question mark. <laughs> And then Zuko comes back to the Fire Nation and they're dating. And later and everything. As somebody who just watched the show, it's very jarring to start. Season three was so jarring. The first episode, I I for real thought I was like in a parallel universe. I was like, what's happening? Because it suddenly got a lot bleaker, but there's no upbeat way to open season three because Aang literally just died. Yeah, but like it was like it was so weird. I I literally thought I was in a different world. Like for I I was convinced like they were Fire Nation. It, it didn't make sense anyway. But they started on the boat, and then like she comes out like she she's like, "How are you?" or something like that. And he like gives this monologue, and she's like, "Dude, I don't care." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I "Wait, that. when did this happen?" <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it's like how they get together in the show. How are you doing? And he says like how he's doing, which is a lot of baggage that he's been dealing with for the past three years that you are not a part of. And you go, I just wanted to know how you were like. I just like we. I don't do feelings. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Which is doesn't make it sound like she's really like the end game person to put Zuko with. Like I can understand why they got together for this moment because I feel like she fits in really well in terms of Zuko, which I, again, don't like the fact that there's so much of her character that ends up being defined by the separate character that is also a man. That like, she fits into this illusion of perfection that Zuko's life at the beginning of season three was rather than like the end game of Mako. And like watch like just they never establish why Zuko likes her. Yeah. You know, and that's right. that's a big problem with a lot of the ships I have on this show. <laughs> but like you you can tell why one person likes the other, but not why that affection is being reciprocated. <laughs> Aang and <Yeah>. Katara. Oh <laughs> we'll get there. Was that we'll it? Get there. I'm sorry I didn't catch that. Yeah. But like we get we get that May has a crush on Zuko from like her childhood and like childhood crushes. That's cute. Whatever. Oh, sure. Um and then, like she, we know she still has the crush because in the introduction episode for them, uh, Tylee is like, "Oh, maybe we'll see Zuko. Wouldn't that be fun, May?" And then, so right, like, there's, there's like a little, little smirk, crush. so it's clear that that's not, yeah, yeah. But the only interaction that we see Zuko and May have before, <laughs> before season three, is from when they were kids and like the apple scene where like he mm. tackles her into the pond and then he just walks off. He's like, "Girls are weird." <laughs> And that's the end of it. <laughs> like, I don't, why is right. he here? <laughs> I was like, huh, why are they together? What, when did this happen? Literally, I, I, why are I they thought it was together? a fever dream. I was like, am I watching the right show? <laughs> did I miss an episode? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a rocky. Like, I honestly am going to confidently yeah. say that I feel like Mako is more of a disservice to May's character. Yeah. <laughs> No, season three, her her character completely becomes about a man. And that's it. Like, we don't see any any of, like, what she goes on about in the beach. Like, she clearly must be spending time with her parents now. Or, I guess, are they still in Omashu? Wait a second. I guess so. Like, is she just in the estate alone? Like, what is, what is, like, why? 
again, May is kind of told to fuck off because they have bigger things to worry about, which yeah. like, if you're only bringing her back to be someone's girlfriend, maybe just don't bring her back at all. <gasps> right. And a bland one at that. Like, mm-hmm. Zuko, shut up. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, one thing that really gets under my skin is when she's like, don't you remember what happened at the last war meeting you attended? Like, flippantly. Like, I... Sis... That like, was his life's biggest mm-hmm. trauma. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't just go. That would just, be like an What if he looked comment, at her and was like, no, like. I forgot. Care to remind me? Like, his like, face is like, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I just, like. That was, that was just a bad choice of words to have her say. Like, I don't know what the writers were trying to communicate with that or what May could possibly be trying to elicit from Zuko being like, oh man, war meetings are bad anyway because your dad maimed you at the last one. <sighs> yeah, just like May is not emotionally equipped to be with Zuko of all people. Like... I don't see the point in having the degree of romantic focus that this show has, period. But particularly with some characters, I'm like, why did you do this? So much of the romance stuff can be written out and the show would not change. It's just hard to analyze because they're like teenagers and like, like middle teenagers. They're not even like 18, 19. Um, right. And frankly, I feel like a lot of them do behave how people of their age would behave so I can't even really discredit the writers for that I guess it's just I think it, I think a lot of it is just the fact that we're older that we can be like this is problematic don't do that you are being emotionally manipulative stuff like that well yes it's weird but like, the show then like like tries to make the point that it's okay yeah like, it treats it like it's okay it's right. and like it doesn't like Zuko is sensitive about his scar and the, you know, goings on of his banishment. Like if May said that, why doesn't he react the way he usually reacts when he gets defensive? I mean, he's had to have come to charge with the fact that everyone got over that whole incident three, two, three years ago. But the thing is, he's still like not over it. Like it's not, there is no getting over it for him. It's permanently on his face. And as we know from the beach episode, like he feels angrier than he's ever felt before, more conflicted about everything than he's ever, like, for him, like he's more miserable than he's ever been essentially in the mm-hmm. beginning of season three. And I think mm-hmm. it's weird to establish the shift that you want to end the show with, to have that be tied with everything Zuko says is like doesn't feel right. And like he feels like he's have... living a lie, and okay. May, his relationship with May is part of that lie. Yeah, he's like, right. I have everything. Well, I'll find the quote. I was, I was like, live. Well, he says, I got this. Continue on and I will bring up the quote in a moment. But yes, yeah, so like that, that window in the beginning of season three is where it feels like, like May just kind of takes a backseat and isn't really interacting with Azula anymore, who is supposedly one of her friends and someone whose thumb she's technically still under. And I'll get into this in the Azula episode, but I question like, like it's just everyone except Zuko really just takes in the Fire Nation takes a back seat over the course oh, yeah, of definitely. the beginning of season three, which is yeah. it just kind of leaves a hole in their arcs. Yeah, we for, like for, in the be- and because the there's so much filler season- at the beginning of season three, I'm like I'd be more interested in what's going on in the Fire Nation right now. Yeah, so much of like the the first half of season three, in general, Zuko is in it a lot less than he was in the previous seasons, and we only see the other characters 
when we see Zuko too, and we see them less than we see Zuko, so automatically, like, they're just going to be seen mm-hmm. a lot less. So, yeah. So I think that kind of fits well with the whole idea that, like, you're in this, like, complacently depressive state that Zuko's in, like, that is the world he is seeing in that moment, like, that little interaction that I'm here and this is supposed to be my new normal, I'm supposed to, like, accept this and be comfortable with this, but all these conflicting feelings are, like, outreaching to what I should be doing and maybe I could be doing, but I have this whole life here now that I'm supposed to be happy with and, like, what's gonna what am I going to do with this? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, because for, for me, their their stories were, like, completed. As far as they understood it, they were in their happy ending at that point, mm-hmm. so they didn't really have anything to be working towards. Zuko was the one who was realizing, wait, I'm, I, ha- I have everything that I used to want. Why am I not happy? And it was mostly Zuko's mm-hmm. story at that point. Yeah, um, true. And then once his story changes... That creates a domino effect for May and Ty Lee's story, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it works that they weren't um, yeah. really having motivations or driving big parts of the story at that point. I do think that that would have been a good opportunity for just like some moments of chemistry to like see how they interact. And I do agree that May and mm-hmm. Zuko could have had more actual chemistry moments, and that would be a good time to show that. Because yeah. it like. That's it. Like, the time that they do get on screen together feels like they're standing next to each other, a boy and a girl. By heterosexual math, that means they're romantically evoked. Like, I don't... <laughs> they say one line and then they kiss, and that's every scene right. they're in. For what? What <laughs> do like we gain? Oh, so another... Like two numb people talking to each other. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, what... two numb teenagers. Like, May actively repressing herself. Zuko inactively repressing himself. Right. What are we getting out of this interaction? Yeah. I found the line, by the way. It's, I have everything I've always wanted, but it's not at all how I thought it would be. And, like, mm-hmm. associating that with, like, the end game couple is, is weird to me. It's like kind of odd. It could be... May doesn't mean anything to him. Right. <laughs> He's like, well, I have I have a relationship, but, like, and that's the thing. It's like, it really ends up being like, May is a lot more invested in Zuko than Zuko is invested in her. Exactly. Because he, for one thing, it's a lot of him talking about himself around her. And like, sure, she doesn't respond to it. Yeah, she joins in the, no, she'll join in the conversations for some of like, whatever they're talking about himself, anything. Yeah. We and don't I'm learn like, anything about her except that she likes fruit tarts. Exactly. <laughs> and will help Tylee untangle her hair if need be. No, so her priorities uh stay with Zuko on the date. I'll go unbraid Tylee's hair. That's more important. <laughs> exactly. Tylee right. is more important. <laughs> May is actually just an elaborate beard. A beard? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah. well, like also they talk for, about like, their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it that's and that's an issue that I similarly have with Katang where it's like the girl is giving a lot more energy into the relationship that they supposedly want to establish than the guy gives back in turn. Well, it's interesting for May cuz I feel like now that we're talking about it, I feel like the whole idea of May and Zuko being together is kind of an Azula power move. 
and perhaps it's more of a strategic thing yeah, than anything that could be. kind of like this yeah. feeling of like I, I know Azula wants us together and perhaps this will keep Zuko here into whatever plan Azula has kind yeah. of a thing and keeping it like kosher which is why I feel like May is so bland like whatever you say Zuko whatever but every now and then she's like you're dumb or like your scar looks ugly but other than that <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep you not. It's ugly. <laughs> my, my friends, my friends were like looking at like screen caps and like in the beginning of season one when she like goes out to talk to him on the boat, like she comes up and like she has like a like a, a little smile on her face, but then as soon as he starts talking, the smile drops. <laughs> and he keeps talking and she looks annoyed. She's like, shut up. She's like, oh, this again. Like it's just, it's, I can understand why they are together from a writing standpoint at this point in the story, but yeah, that they continue to be together and then break up anyway. I'm like, well, what the fuck was the point? Like, you know how the finale was so full of content that that don't break up with me ever again thing is like was dumb. Th- that Sorry. screen time could have been spent on a billion other things, <laughs> like killing yeah. the Fire Lord. But whatever. I think. To summarize my idea of worst May moments, it is, I wish May got more time to be herself. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's more of a, like, if there was a fourth season or if the comics weren't bad type of an issue. Is that a milkshake? (laughs) No, Mm. it's a a smoothie, but, like, it's getting chunky. Chomky. I'm just hungry. I want a smoothie or milkshake or something. <laughs> Do you want to go get a snack, baby? <laughs> Are you yeah. gonna go eat? <laughs> Are you sticking around? Okay. Um. Um. I don't. I don't have anything. Like, I feel like for. Yeah, I don't have any other like bad May moments, honestly. Um, and I don't really have any for Ty Lee. I think. <laughs> Tylee's great. Because I don't ever question Tylee's character motivations because when we met her, was it, it was a very concrete thing. And I guess this is going to segue yeah. a bit into character relationships. But the way I contrast the way May greets Azula to the way Tylee greets Azula. Because Tylee like, stops what she's doing immediately and goes into a full bow on the ground and waits to be like permitted to stand back up. Versus May just kind of gives like a little 45 degree whatever, whatever. And then they, I think they hug. Um, yeah, I like, I felt like it was pretty consistent that May kind of didn't fear Azula quite as much as Ty Lee. Yeah. And it sort of, so, and, and it, and it made it more natural that, sh- that May would be the one that says, I love Zuko more than I fear you. And that she's the first to betray her. But at the same time, that line becomes less impactful, contextualized by the fact that it doesn't seem like May fears Azuko, Azula, Azuko, Azula at all, if very much. I think she does a little bit i think in the first episode that we see her she instead of referring to azula like just azula or her friend or anything she refers to her by her title princess azula which i thought was interesting but i was wondering if that's just something that's been drilled into her as a consequence of being from a noble family and mm-hmm. like there's the exchange of like they were supposed to give tom tom for boomy and may doesn't she like considers but with a blank expression for a moment before she's like i will not take my brother back and uh the deal is off so i i wonder if that moment of consideration was like i care for my brother but i scared of azula more or if it was i don't really care this is what azula wants 
I mean, I kind of get the impression that May legitimately is like depressed because she just constantly has no, almost no motivation. She doesn't really care about anything, um, which are all symptoms of depression. You, just like you said, she doesn't really seem to care about her own brother. And that's why I completely buy that she's not really afraid of Azula because she, in certain ways, feels she has nothing to lose. Um, yeah. And even more when it goes into, like, she can shoot all the lightning she wants at me. I'm not jumping in that sludge juice. Like, Right. Mm. And that's why I really I really liked May, because I, I bought that from the very beginning, that she just kind of, she's kind of depressed, and so she doesn't really care what happens to her. She doesn't, that's why she doesn't fear Azula. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like a lot of, they just had, like, a lot of our bitterness towards how these characters were handled was just that, like, we wanted to see them, I guess, after the events of the series, but we didn't really get to see that. And when, like, either reading the comics yourself or the, you know, smatterings that you do here, you're like, well, why did they do that? Or, like, where characters end up landing in The Legend of Korra? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are those two in Legend of Korra? Zuko is, oh, May is not, because May and Zuko broke up in the comics, and then Izumi's mom is someone somewhere. Oh, apparently, though, um, like, the creator is mentioned at a Comic-Con or something that they get back together three years after that comic book, but then they still don't confirm who Izumi's mom is, so I assume they break up again, and I don't know if they're just that relationship that keeps getting together and breaking up all the time. Which is why the beach just gets extra annoying as they continue to do this shit into adulthood. <laughs> I'll head canon that it was that one girl from Bossing Say that he went on the date with. But how that did Jin get to the Fire that, Nation? Yeah. I don't think it was Jin. <laughs> you can have your head canon. That would have been cute. Away. I love that for you, Zach. I, I, I would take Jin over, like, you know, some random Fire Nation noble. It'd be really funny if Azumi was then an Earthbender. <laughs> Whoa. Scandalous. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like in comparison, I you because it was on. You could very clearly tell that Ty Lee was scared of Azula. Her betrayal hits a lot harder. Versus yes. like it's kind of up in the air if May was ever scared of Azula in any real capacity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I think I think I think there's always like an element of it there. Like even if it mm -hmm. is like the power struggle, even if it's like her physical capabilities i think it's a little bit there um but she she's very good at not letting on <laughs> anything mm -hmm. and again I think like, was just, just waiting for something big to happen it's kind of yeah. like being around someone that's like all talk even though she knows azula has very much the capabilities to do like some harm and stuff but like when is this up like when is this going to be shown like when are you going to finally have this operation happen and when it does, is it going to be the right operation? You know, like, is it going to be for, like, the right reasons or whatever, whatever? Like I think May's, she was just waiting for some results. May's yeah. motivation for going with Azula was that she was tired of being an Omashu. Like, she, would... Azula didn't have to coerce May into it like she had to do with Ty Lee. Mm. Yeah, but I wonder, I wonder if part of it... I, th I wonder if part of the reason, like, May seems so, like blank like she doesn't show any emotion is because of how azula treated her in, in their childhood because 
in the one scene mm-hmm. we get from their childhood, like Azula is able to figure out that May has a crush on Zuko and tries to manipulate the situation that way. And mm-hmm. she has the apple in her head and she shoots the fire and like there's like visible concern on her face. I feel like little May like shows so much so much more emotion than mm-hmm. adult May ever does. Mm-hmm. Um, adult teenage May. Um, so I wonder if <laughs> after that situation where she like she like yells at Azula and that's just, I wonder if after that she's like, okay, I'm just not going to. Yeah, like over the course of their childhood, she just learned that, you know, she was emotion. I can understand that more than like, you know, the whole my parents told me to be quiet and sit still and whatever, whatever. Like I can understand it way better as it being a response to the way Azula treats her. Yeah. Right. Maybe she's like, I'm just, I'm not going to, it's easier to agree with Azula than let her know how I feel about certain things. Yeah. And so uh-huh. and so I think there might be a little bit of fear there for fear of what Azula might do if she learns something. So I'm just going to go along. And by that logic, it could just be she says all the stuff about her parents is complete BS because she knows she can't say Azula is the reason I act the way I do in front of Azula. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the parents thing that just confuses me because we meet May's parents and they seem like kind of vapid and, you know, they do the thing they do with most of the adults in the cartoon, which is just like, they feel kind of stupid. Um, but like, they care about their son and they are, they're also like the governing body of a colonist nation. So I'm like, well, uh, what's going on here? I kind of feel like um, while May doesn't seem to, again, seems kind of depressed and doesn't really have any motivations. I think the one thing that we consistently see motivates her is that she has feelings for Zuko, which is why I'm not entirely um, against the fact that she betrayed Azula for Zuko because Zuko seems to be the one thing that she actually cares about and that like gives her hope and makes her feel things. Even though when they interact, we don't really get that. But (laughs) that's that's why I kind of, I still, I kind of buy that Zuko going against Azula is sort of what changes May's mind and is like, you know what, I'm, I never truly feared Azula all that much. I'm going to full, fully turn against her. Yes. Um, I, I guess I it's just it hard too. to believe because of the point it comes at in the story where after we've already seen them blow, at each, blow up at each other at the beach where they have these like, you know, half-assed interactions throughout their time actually in Caldera City and, you know, Zuko breaks up with her in a letter when he goes to be a traitor. Like, I'm like, why are you still here for this dude? Like, he is giving you nothing back. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, that that irks me that... I felt, like, I felt like the writers were trying to make their relationship kind of a comic relief in that they're That's both like emotionless like and feelingless. But, but I don't want to watch it, depressed people make genuine. out because they're depressed. Yeah. That's but then, what I like, felt like too. And I guess it worked for like that one scene on the beach where they're they're talking. I can't remember what they were talking about, but it felt like they, that's what they were trying to stick with. Like the know. ice cream moment was work. funny. The yeah. watching Zuko throw people against a wall while it was terrible behavior in the context of the situation was hilarious because seeing Zuko <laughs> exert his absurd strength on things is really entertaining <laughs> for me personally. He threw a guy to the opposite wall with one arm. Like, that's hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I definitely saw, like, their relationship as trying to be comedy, especially, like, yeah. with that first interaction we see where they're a couple or whenever on the boat. 
and she's like, I was just, I didn't care. I wasn't asking for your whole life story. Like, had right. that not been like the the introduction to their relationship, like that's pretty funny. And honestly, like I think I laughed because up until then I don't know they're dating, and then all of a sudden they kiss, and I was like, huh? But up mm -hmm. until then I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> you know? She's like, ah, Zuko. I like it's care. funny the first time you watch it. I'll, I probably laughed very much as a <laughs> yeah. kid, but as I'm going back, I'm like, wait, they're together. This yeah. is like the establishing moment of their whole relationship. And you're trying to tell me that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the writers were trying to have this balancing act of them like not really caring about each other. And I think that was sort of their their safe hold of like feeling justified in having Zuko not have any reason to be there. And like mm. for him to very quickly just leave and like you said, just like write a letter back, I think. Um, I'd be like, okay, bye. I think I think they like had that made their relationship so dull so that they wouldn't feel it wouldn't feel like there's as much baggage to him leaving um and they get these great comedy moments out of their interactions but then it but then like we've been saying it sort of creates this dynamic of like why does May care about him when Zuko doesn't seem to care about her it's yeah. interesting that they like would try to like make that dynamic of like something easy to like run away from because we see that he has such a deep relationship with his uncle and he had no problem being like, actually, second thought, the avatar, like, and then leaving. <laughs> like he had no problem switching up on his uncle like that. So I think it's interesting that like, they really thought that he would care more about a girl that he hasn't seen in a long time and didn't have a crush on back then. Them, like, didn't really seem remotely invested in when they were kids yeah. like, no. <laughs> he like he was like i don't want to play with azula and her friends i'd like to mind my own lonely business thank you mom and she I still like makes him play <laughs> i want to go play with my mom turtle dogs come on yeah. <laughs> yeah but i don't i i tylee doesn't really have a worst moment like That's personally or narratively she's just great She's incredible. Truly Solid. unproblematic <laughs> queen. Walk over, like love her. <laughs> love her. <laughs> yes. She's great. Like she really doesn't do anything that's like, mm -mm. Yeah. like what she do. Like no, she's like <laughs> a small tiny bad bitch who laughs at it. <laughs> like I kind of like that. Like yeah. Okay. She's, talk. she's just doing tiny hot girl shit. And ready. She's just doing hot girl. <laughs> Can't shit. talk right that's now. I got right. hot girl shit to do. <laughs> That's her mood in the beach episode. Yes. is doing hot girl shit. And in the beach episode, it feels like Ty Lee is the only person that like actually knows who they are and what they're about. Like I can understand that she was struggling to find herself as an individual. And I feel like in some sense it, that goes to the broader scope of the way that the Fire Nation, you know, tries to indoctrinate people to all think and believe the same thing. So she runs away to the circus where nothing matters. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I can do who I want. I can do what I want. Be who I want with absolutely no questions. Ooh, that slip of the tongue. Words. Words are hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think another like she. We also. I feel like we don't see enough of her for her to have too many bad moments. Like shout out to Suki. If 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 May has barely oh. anything in season three, Azula is like. No, Tylee is like a ghost. She's like Tylee was a figment of our imagination until she comes back at the beach. 
Yeah, right. She's so like, oh my gosh, look at all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> but like all the other episodes, like in the Fire Nation, where we see. Oh, wait. I have a separate worst May, moment. Like we don't see Tyler. Oh, yeah. I remember when they were all fighting the Kyoshi Warriors and May and Tylee are saying stupid cheesy shit while they're talking or they're fighting. Yeah. Or like, May is like, your makeup makes me want to vomit. And Tylee goes, you're not prettier than us. And I was like, shut up, men. Don't write for teenage <laughs> girls. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not what you that's i could understand if they were like at a lunch table like if they, this is the high school au and this is like some lunch table conflict but don't in the middle of a fight in the middle of a fight you're not prettier than you're not prettier than barefoot bullshit i call absolute bullshit on that i think the main line works but tylee's doesn't I like your makeup yeah, makes Mace me want to throw up. I kind of like that. But like, if they were already lying on the ground and done with it, and she like realizes that it's disgusting, like that would have been funnier than like in the middle of the fight. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, and like, like they're leaving, and she like takes one last look. She's like, "Your makeup makes me want to vomit." Or like when Azula's like, it, "We're stealing their clothes and acting like the Kyoshi Warriors," and May is like, "No, that's disgusting." Your makeup makes me want to vomit. <laughs> We came up with three different places where it would have been better to put that line than in the middle of a fight where it seems like a petty teen girl jab that a middle-aged man came up with. Oh, Hit it. They're doing the best they can. <laughs> it's mediocre. They're trying. White men have been trying for too long and I've been disappointed for too long. On the next episode of... <laughs> <laughs> Yanni has had it 2021 yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah let me see yeah, saying, you're not prettier than us that's something a five year old would say right <laughs> like if this was a mean girls parody I'd get it but it's like you're just, you're just like you're immobilizing them honey it doesn't matter what they look like Literally, just do it, boop, 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 and then he's done. All the pressure. Done. <laughs> I only remember that because I remember in the Boiling Rock fight, Suki's like, "I've been waiting for this rematch for a long time." And it's like, "What do you mean rematch?" Oh, that. <laughs> you mean screen time? Yes, we've been waiting for it too. Suki. <laughs> we've been waiting for it too. Hi, Lee and Suki, getting the screen time they deserve, but like. Going into like how tightly fights, y'all ever notice why she's airborne the whole fucking time? Anybody else have questions about the that? Because I do. <laughs> so there's a theory in the fandom that Tylee is a descendant from the Air Nomads. Because let's break it down. <laughs> it's kind of absurd to think that they got, they got all of the air nomads at once. Like they're a yes. they're a let's race of people that. with various means of flight. They could get away if things were really getting too hairy. Mm -hmm. So it's not unlikely that like the grown nomads put some children on a bison and were like, get them out of here. I don't care where or uh, like an array of other ways that people could have escaped and like yeah. settled down in hiding mm -hmm. in various nations. Some of them being the Fire Nation, where you're just not going to airbend, not going to practice any kind of spirituality, yeah. and eventually it just kind of like goes Hama under hides the radar. Out in the, air the Hama hides out in the Fire Nation. Why can't other people hide out in the Fire Nation? 
Yes. True. Let's let's break it down. And it would be really <laughs> interesting to find out how this like air nomad, like ge- genetic hereditary component ended up in a noble Fire Nation lineage. Like that's mm. a really interesting story that could be explored right there. Um, but yeah, that's one of my big things about the series is I never fully bought that every single one of the air nomads, every single member of the air right. nation was dead. Because like genocide. It doesn't really work like that. Like you can be as convincing as possible and wiping out every single person, but people will assimilate into other cultures. They will hide in some way. There's too many people to take it. Well, they were probably air nomads, like you know, who weren't at any of the air temples during the raids. So they come back and they're like, "Oh my god, (laughs) what happened?" Mm -hmm. And like, just like different. There's differences in within the air nomad culture. Not all of them would be fully pacifist, I'd assume. There, there's some subcultures that probably aren't entirely pacifist. Um, there are just too many variables, and I never thought that all of them were dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot more ex- interesting to explore what not all of the air nomads being dead would turn into a hundred years later. Because I really like the idea Mar- that. I I also greatly prefer the idea that the air acolytes are people who are trying to keep the air nomad, you know, ideas and culture alive in their own way with the burnt scraps that they can find, you know, along the way, as opposed to like Aang's fan club. Like, I don't... (laughs) Also the fact that it's like Aang turning his fan club into a separate sect of... Like, that's just a cult. That doesn't really feel... (laughs) Like you're reviving a culture, like that's ah. I'd have been a lot more interested if like descendants of you know quote unquote lost air nomads were still finding a way to keep the culture alive in smaller parts of the Earth Kingdom or what have you. I'm still really pissed that in Korra they just like made people air airbenders. Yeah, which like completely undermines the impact of genocide and its purpose in the narrative. But whatever. Yeah. Right. Legend of Korra's main like, priority is to fuck bend, over the original narrative. Yeah, it was weird that it's like because you airbend, you are now part of the airbender nation. Like that's that's just not how it works. Like you can study a like you are either you are going, going to be, be an air acolyte or Zaheer. There was no in between. <laughs> yeah. So and like they address it with like like one person. It's like this is your culture now. It's like, dude, it's literally not. I like grew up my whole life in a completely different culture. I'm not gonna adopt your culture just because I have Especially with scale. I haven't gotten to this point in the story yet, but Opal, who was raised in the Beifong family, like she anyway. Yeah, I can't speak on that. I I would love to get to season three, but I have to get through season two first. And season two is an agonizing experience. It causes me legitimate physical pain to watch The Legend of Korra season two. Anyway. uh, Airbender Tylee. (laughs) Airbender Tylee also has the really interesting perks of like, if Tylee's airbending were to manifest in a more tangible way, like how would Aang respond to another airbender being that close or that accessible to him? Um, I have no interest in shipping the two of them romantically but i really oh, love no, their I color palette like the orange BFFs. yellow and the pink like that's just a stellar <laughs> color palette 
Just throw some sense. green in there. Springtime. I love it. Well, that would yeah. also add a layer to like why Tylee's so like afraid of Azula from like an underneath like subconscious level of just being like <laughs> just viscerally like Fire Nation royalty bad. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like, you know, keep your friends close but your enemies closer, but like that doesn't make you any less afraid of the destruction that's right I mean there's also you. theories on like how I don't think generational trauma is quite quite the right word but like genetically you will have the same like fears of things that your ancestors had so if they lived in a time of like famine and food scarcity that you're gonna also have that same fear despite the fact that you may have lived in abundance your entire life mm-hmm. so like yeah. firebenders taking out everything you've known and loved yeah. right and isn't it that like her eyes are gray? Yeah, her and eyes no and her face is really round, and she's a brunette. Gray. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, her the spirituality, style, how blocking. like she talks about auras oh, yeah. and ha- does the chi blocking. Yeah, like, chi blocking, which is a non-violent form of fighting. It just inhibits the other person from hurting you, and it doesn't actually like kill anybody. It doesn't hurt anyone in that way. It just makes them unable to. Which is also really you. interesting. Like, where did Ty Lee learn chi blocking? Was she reading books? Like from somewhere and she right. was like oh i could figure out how to do this to people like did tylee invent chi blocking or did someone teach it to her that's a good question fun little you know, hobby you know the fire nation is not <laughs> teaching that you know well, the fire nation is not teaching that <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> so i feel like that that's a consequence of like her being from a noble family and being able to get some access to some books somewhere and she was like, I wonder if I could do this. And if like, did she want Chi block Azula? And like, what consequences were there for that? Oh my God. Like, can I try something on you? And Azula's like, whatever, you're an irrelevant non-bender. And then she turns off the bending and Azula's yeah. like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> it's like, but wait, hmm. we can use this. <laughs> Noted. But that would be interesting to establish that dominance because Azula would have to get that back if she really thought that Kylie could be more powerful than her to stop her like and that. that could be a really interesting explanation to why azula is so much more intent on dominating Tylee than she is on dominating may like probably she doesn't see may as like a concern yeah may's meaning like oh i don't care blah 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 whatever may is one depressed sharp. And two... i don't know why she's now a little afraid <laughs> <laughs> i mean azula can deal with knives <laughs> But like, I think because maybe, yeah, maybe knowing that Tylee can she block, she's like, well, let's make sure Tylee never goes against me because she can take my bending away. We don't want that. And also like, how does, like, this is something I don't necessarily have a problem with in The Legend of Korra, but how chi blocking goes from just Tylee to like an entire force of people needing to learn it for Republic City. Like... That's a progression I'm really interested in. Again, like similar to metal bending, just how all of these unique things in the series began to spread and what that spread means. My my first guess is that Tylee teaches the other Kyoshi warriors, but then I don't know how it spreads from there because the Kyoshi warriors are like, we don't teach people our ways unless like you're joining us. But then they also like go about teaching people their ways multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> They're always like, we don't. Ah, oh, baby. <laughs> oh man from a different nation why not <laughs> like i like that Sokka is able to make up for his ignorant behavior but like just like in the world building i'm like well does kiyoshi do this or not like what make up your mind yo 
because mm-hmm. it can have like never come up before like i if i had a boat i'd be like well why did this avatar rip this island off i'm gonna go visit <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Me on a boat to Kyoshi Island. <laughs> um yeah. Are there any other character relationships? Oh, what was that, Zach? <laughs> Imagining the show with Hannah Montana transition music. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it needed all along. <laughs> all problems I, or criticisms would be yeah. void with that one change. <laughs> How do you plan on taking down my father if you can't kill him? Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's got to be the sad one. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other character dynamics we were interested in seeing from Mayor Ty Lee? Because um, I'm just going to be fully biased in this. I wanted to see them interact with each other more. Like the clumps thing yes, is yeah, the most endearing yes. thing in the series, quite possibly. Uh, I, <laughs> I love them. Oh my God. They're dynamic. Incredible. Immaculate. Unmatched. <laughs> Versus like. um Oh. I th- okay, so I heard this theory. I don't know if it's a theory really, but like when Azula says, when the three of them are disguised as Kyoshi warriors and they invade Bossing Say, pretending to be the the Kyoshi warriors, and they and Azula says it's it's um, a shame when you can't trust the people closest to you. Yeah, and people <laughs> like picked up on the fact that May and Tylee looked at each other when yeah. she said that, and they're saying that that was supposed to be a precursor to them betraying her later like as if they knew that they were already going to betray her it could be that the writers had already planned out that specific moment at least and that like they knew that may and tylee were eventually going to be betraying azula versus um like tylee and may themselves knowing that they were going to betray azula but like i think it's between the two of them they know that you know azula doesn't necessarily trust them because again like when you're governed by you know, making people fear you and your own fear of your father, that you don't, trust is not really something you have, period. Um, yeah, I saw I it know. as like, as as like, them, like, that's a little moment of them being afraid of like, what Azula would do if they betrayed her. So they're like, like, is she, does she think we're going to betray her? Like, what is that about? So, like, I, I think it just makes it clear that the relationship between the three of them is May and Tylee against Azula in some capacity. Because yeah. that, that's the thing is I didn't buy that they were already making plans. I thought that they were, they yeah, just like were, had accepted plans. the status quo that they're, that Tylee yeah. particularly mm-hmm. is afraid of Azula and that they weren't really going to do anything about it. To me, when they betrayed her, it read as like a spur of the moment reaction yeah. that they weren't planning on doing, that they just it came out of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's... I don't think they were play. I don't think they were planning. I think, like, in, in that moment, they're like, like, not, it's not a, oh, no, does she know that we are doing it? It's, it's, oh, no, what if she thinks that we are? Like, she might do something. Like, that kind of thing. Like, I think that's an element right. of them being scared, but I don't think they're planning. But they were, like, smirking. Moment. They weren't worried. No, their faces were flat. 
I'm gonna go look at it. You know what? Wow. Send us a screenshot. Send us a screenshot. We need the receipts. Uh, I will analyze it. At least from it my memory, my I felt like it was. They were just pretty flat, and also like it's an animation form. They're kind of just told to draw a face. Yeah. If they are smirking, also, it could just be because, like, they are currently the people you can't trust. Azula like, is smirking, but I think May and yeah. Tylee in the back are just, like, flat. But if they I are smirking, anything, it's like, ha, huh, you think we're Kyoshi warriors? You you think we're going to protect right. you? Lies. Like, if anything, like, I feel like they might be even be afraid that Azula is just going to go and betray them, period. Because if anything were to go wrong and Azula thought that she could secure her win in whatever way at their expense leave them behind yeah like she would have no problems doing that so i feel like it might have been like a look of like you know if this goes awry we might be the only two that we have to get out of this because azula will do whatever it takes to get whatever you know but yeah i need that receipt because (laughs) now i'm curious i'm invested in it Analyzing. Uh, hold on. Love analyzing screenshots. I also really appreciate like Tylee being introduced as like this. Tylee is smiling. May is not. <laughs> can you, well, can, May you is not can you share screen? Give May me a second. <laughs> okay. May's like reveal nothing. May is like May's feeling like, is in boring. this economy. We we're talking? in the middle of a war. <laughs> I'm not gonna feel anything. May says we're not fighting. This is boring. Yeah, that's not a smirk. That's just like Tylee's resting face. She's just one of those people who smiles, in my opinion. True, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, especially in this moment, the side look is like, well, we're betraying you right now, sir. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's how I read it was was they were kind of smirking because they were just like literally of the situation they were in of betraying the Earth King. That they were all together betraying him. That's how I read it when I saw it. Like I, that's why Azula is smirking. But I feel like May and Tylee are otherwise in their their own respective resting faces. In that picture, Tylee's face is round as hell. I'm like, wow, this whole <laughs> earth, like, circular queen. Is like, yeah, Girl's a <laughs> like, circle. This airbending queen. As far as as far as relationships, I definitely want could see Aang and Tylee being BFFs, best friends forever. Just like people who are being happy together and that would have been like really nice to see like in a little post-war pocket where they don't necessarily have to like consider where they fall into all the political movings of ending a war, but like they're not fighting the war anymore. Like if they could just get this neat little pocket of being unconcerned kids and Tylee and Aang are like, oh my God, we vibe. Yeah, it would have so much fun. Sokka and Tylee would be an interesting dynamic to like watch together. Tylee is constantly like his goofy ass. She's always flirting with she's him. Flirting with him, <laughs> not always. I'll, I'll I'll let that drop. But the first time, like they after she like makes his body limp as a noodle, um, she's like that guy was cute. And then when she sees him in the Earth Kingdom, she's like smiling. Like it's the Avatar and friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like she's always flirting with him after that first interaction. <laughs> yeah, then let me tell you, I thought they were gonna be a thing, and I have my reasons for it. Not because I shifted or anything, but because she said that guy is cute. Wait, no, first, first, before that, I saw a gift set, 
and I was just scrolling fast because I was like, I don't want to be spoiled. And I thought it was of Sokka and Ty Lee, but it was really Suki in her Fire Nation clothing. <laughs> so that's where the color mix up happened. Um, then like, and then after I saw that, literally the interaction was um, I, mean, I haven't seen Suki in a long time because, like we said, Suki's like MIA until middle uh-huh. of season two. Um, so I didn't think she was coming back. So that was never in my head. And we had never seen her without her face makeup. So Suki was not in my head when I saw this Sokka and Suki gift set on Tumblr. And then right after that, like, Tylee was like, that guy's cute. I was like, are they setting up something? Is it going to be a thing? At least maybe a thing in the fandom. Yeah, so. And even, like, at its most, at its shallowest point, I think it would have been, like, an entertaining degree of, like, you know, irrelevant relationship, quote unquote, drama. Mm -hmm. If Tylee were to just continue flirting with Sokka because she's kind of one of those people who just flirts with every guy that she comes across that's established in the beach. And then Suki's Mm -hmm. like, why do you let her talk to her like you like why are you why are you talking yeah. to my man like that excuse you <laughs> boundaries Tylee flirts with any man and Sokka like falls for any girl <laughs> Sokka's like oh my god you're giving me attention bet <laughs> yeah so so I was like is this a is this a thing yeah um so yeah that would have been a nice dynamic to explore they don't interact mm-hmm. really after that point and it's also the fact that um in the finale scene may is there because she's zuko's girlfriend but tylee is not there tylee's at the finale because she's at the she's like i joined the kiyoshi warriors no i mean like the the like final <laughs> final tea house scene where it's oh, like oh yeah all of the couples oh, and toff and iroh oh, oh, oh. like i hate Sorry. i hate it i hate that <laughs> they just paired off characters because that's what happens uh, that, oh, we, <laughs> sorry, we'll talk about when we get to Aang because I can't stand his ass in the fight. Yeah, we'll get, when we get to Aang and Zuko we'll and Katara, we'll, we'll address a lot I decided I'm just going to straight up put them all back to back. It goes Katara, Zuko, Aang. Because... <laughs> Why do you hate Aang? I don't hate Aang. I, I hate Aang. the way they executed the conclusion the of this arc. Song. I love Aang up yeah. until season three. There's a lot of stuff. I love Aang. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, I just think, once again, the relationship business is uh, a disservice to his character, straight up. Yeah, it's disservice to his character, disservice to Poor other Katara. characters. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it's just Poor not Katara. handled well at all. So, <laughs> and in so certain say- <laughs> ways, ends up being a disservice to the story. I'll say this outright right now. It'll come back up in its respective episode. But the headband outside of the like Fire Nation school stuff, completely irrelevant episode. Footloose. <laughs> I don't need that dance scene. And I'll I'll, I'll get felt, into it I for that. Like I'll get back. To, I'll say what I feel about that later. But yeah, it's anyway. like I care about the political manipulation that the Fire Nation does through its education system. Yeah, that so That's cool. way more interesting, that so interesting than anything else I tried to pull in that episode. Anyway, he's teaching them the power of fun. And then they probably got punished immediately <laughs> afterward. Like what? If- <laughs> All an uh, army of little Zuko's after that, <laughs> literally. It's that ass. Like it's just, like they probably got punished for it, and then they immediately went back to the status quo, probably under harsher circumstances. Like that's the thing that gets me about that. Like they don't; these kids don't really get the taste of freedom. Even like as the dance scene is like when the uh, principal shows up, they like stop and they're immediately back in their little shells. Like this doesn't amount to anything. <laughs> 
right. episode. This episode we're talking about Tylee. Um. Yeah. So May and Tylee. We've touched on this, you know, in our discussion so far. But do y'all feel they were used to their greatest potential? I feel like Tylee was, and that like her skill sets felt so relevant to the way that she existed otherwise in the world that she didn't feel like, mm-hmm. you know, a convenient tool to like cause problems. Like whenever Tylee was on mm-hmm. screen, you would fully anticipate her chi blocking inarguably. Uh, yeah. Versus like, suddenly Suki knows how to do all of these things. <laughs> yeah. I don't think May was used to like the full extent, but then again, like May's character wasn't like explored explored it was just kind of like it feels like like you you have to do more thinking about what her character might or might not be after as opposed to it being clear in the story yeah yeah i feel like i had a better hold of who may was in season two than i did in season three and that's because season three she just becomes about zuko she just becomes zuko's girlfriend yeah i feel like accessory (laughs) I feel like they worked for the sake of the story that needed to be told, but I feel like they had more, they just had more room to grow that we ultimately didn't get to see because the show was only three seasons. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. I'm sorry. I, I, I just, a tweet popped up that said, I miss when a cough in public didn't feel like a gunshot. And I just, that contextualized by modern America makes me cry. Um, back to our regularly scheduled programming. I am very happy with the way Tai Lee was utilized because in the fact that she wasn't being shoehorned into being anyone's girlfriend, that her character did not end up in places it did not belong. Also kind of weird that Tai Lee, like her big thing was that she was a bunch of, she was like septuplets. She was one of septuplets, right? Mm-hmm. Seven of them. She didn't want to be part of a set. And yeah, and then she goes set. and joins the Kiyoshi Warriors. They all wear the same makeup. <laughs> like, there is... Again, another reason why I think Tylee would be very interested in Air Nomad culture, that is a lot about, like, finding your own journey and living your own nomadic way. Versus, yeah. you know, wearing the same makeup and clothes as everyone else and fighting the same way. And, yeah, like, Tylee joining the Kiyoshi Warriors low-key low-key doesn't make any sense i think it's just because she like can fight yeah it. it's like <laughs> oh we got to put her somewhere and there's no more men left that was <laughs> part of me knows that if there was another male character who was not already taken they would have put her with him it's okay she, she joined the lesbian cult <laughs> the lesbian cult. Lately, <laughs> is a lesbian. It's canon. It is. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, also, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this in the Sokka episode. I'm pretty sure I did. But Pian Dao is a man that lives only with his butler in a castle yeah, removed did. from the rest of the town. That's not heterosexual. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. He was the forever bachelor. Yes, he is. Forever bachelors. Good friends. (laughs) Uh, I think 
as far as like endings uh, with May's ending. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Carolina, can you start over? Hannah Montana was yeah, back. Sure. <laughs> uh, I think May's ending doesn't make sense either. Not not just the we can ignoring couple stuff. Ignore that. She kind of just like like resigns herself to um you know palace life court life whatever that stuff is the thing that she's felt so suffocated by the entire time yes exactly like in the beginning when we first meet her she's like i I thought life at the fire nation where she was like living in just court stuff and everything because her parents are no are nobles high up on the list um she's like i thought that was boring but this place, Tomashi, is even worse. So, like, she she doesn't want to be bored. I think it would have been cool if her, she, like, travels around the world or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, I she goes cool if she was abandoned to or something. be free. Like, I, that's the thing that really annoyed me about May's arc is that this character who has spent pretty much the entire time that she's been on screen going, like, I hate it here because of these reasons. And then you set her up to become fire lady, technically. Like, putting... She is dating the Fire Lord. Presumably they would have at some point gotten married and she would have been like one of the highest royal bodies and restricted to some of the most, you know, constricting standards. Like, why would you set her up for that? Yeah, she doesn't. (sighs) Unless she reforms like the Fire Nation royalty system. But like how we don't get enough insight on how Fire Nation court life works to really. And yeah, and based on season three, like, she wouldn't do that the, the her we see in season three is like okay with like essentially everything about be this her, because so. that's just the rhythm she has like learned to fall into when she's back yeah. in the fire nation it's just she's going to be content with however things already work and that's be, in part because like i can i can live with the idea that she is depressed for the content of the series as we know it but wouldn't we like to see her recover yeah to mm-hmm. find something to live for as an independent person to experience joy within herself or the things that she likes that i feel like the writers didn't think of a motivation for why she is all gloomy all the time i felt like they were just writing her that way because it was a high contrast to ty lee and exactly and and for those comedic beat moments with zuko and for all the things i mentioned before i don't think they like really wrote her thinking about why she is that way besides the I guess the backstory that she was like coddled and never got to do anything, but they didn't explore her trying to I mean, get away from that. So did Toph, like same backstory, basically. Yeah. Look at how different yeah. they are. They could they could be friends too. Why not? Yes, they could. And Toph, the, th- the difference is that Toph decided to go chase freedom one way or another versus May mm-hmm. chose to be complicit. I think in a way mm-hmm. she... She did, even though she is joining Azula and Azula has rules and everything, she did choose traveling around, chasing something over staying in one place and just mm-hmm. going with the same daily routine. So in a way she, she, and she, so she does try and break out of that a little, which is another reason I'm so disappointed. And I guess the difference up. between May and Toph is that like, aside from her parents, Toph really had nothing holding her back and mm-hmm you know, with the continued progression of her earthbending skill, there was really nothing that could stand in her way. Um, versus May not only being a non-bender, but a non-bender in the nation that is comparatively a lot more stable and a lot more things that are constricting her between like Azula, her parents, um, her attraction to this royal boy who was otherwise set up to be the next Fire Lord. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I wonder if she was so restricted in her home life, at least, at first, because she, for most of her life, she was an only child. Mm. And that, I wonder if this the sun coming around made the them become more lenient towards her. Maybe. Because now they have another heir. And that It'd also be interesting if it was, up. like, does she have any bitterness for this, albeit two-year-old, who is not, you know, just allowed to live his life, his little life? And what, does that have anything to do with the gender dynamics of the Fire Nation? Well, I wonder if the son is more desirable than she is, because I know yeah. there's, like, the whole culture thing of, like, men, boys over the girls. So I wonder if that maybe comes into play. And, like, while the Fire Nation is comparatively a meritocracy to other societies we see in the world of Avatar, like, does gender still come into play in that manner? Mm-hmm. Because what we do see is that men are the people who are, like, out and about in the war versus we'll see women, like, as prison guards or, like, various other home uh, guarding type territories as opposed to out fighting. Although there is the one thing, but so when they're doing the day of Black Sun and the Fire Nation uh, jet skis pretty much come out to the water tribe boats and they're on there looking for everybody, but they've gone in submarine, which uh, the submarine is really cool. Shout out to Sokka um, and the mechanist, but like mostly Sokka. (laughs) It's they're searching the boats and they're like, there's nobody here. And that one of the dude refers to what is otherwise perceived as and like voice acted by someone who sounds like a woman sir and that was like well is that just like a standard for how you are supposed to refer to higher ranking officers in the context of the fire nation army or was this a character that they initially anticipated drawing as a dude and then post ended up making it a woman because like that was a disconnect in communication i don't know but i i I had questions (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah i would have liked to see may get be welcome to some form of freedom and like finding her own joy and i would like i guess tylee is okay but i would be more interested in seeing her find herself as a true individual is it bad that like by the time we got to the end I was like I didn't actually care about what happened to May or Tylee like is it bad like when we got there I was like so what's happening with our like main three what what does this mean and like I don't know I wanted more details about like now that this is all done what happens now because we don't like get to kind of go through the process of like well, does that make Zuko now Fire Lord? Are you guys going to yeah. go off on your own separate journeys again? Like, what are we going to do now? We formed this whole friendship, and now that mission's done, but our life's not over. What's next? Kind of a thing. Like, what responsibilities do you have to go do? Do I need to go start a new Air Nomad thing? Like, what is what is the next thing? And are we involved with each other continually? Or is this where we say we're going to separate again? And because find out the ways that our paths cross as we grow. Other. Right. Like, where do we start? How do we start rebuilding? I don't know. It would have been nice to have, like, an episode or two about that before we just, like, 
okay bye almost like season four could have done the series a lot of little favors yeah little ones not even like a full 20 episodes just give us the 12 that we got for cora that would have been enough <laughs> relighting my candle over here i love that for you <laughs> uh what was there's okay. another conclusion thought i had wait before conclusion thoughts because we haven't really talked about it <laughs> as far as relationships these two together are maylee <laughs> lesbians yes ordained by ua the so moon great. herself <laughs> so good so incredible honestly and like first like may may like pays attention to tylee may may like dropping everything to unbraid her hair great may, like even may though she side eyes azula after it like she's probably not actually out your calling yeah yeah may 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 remember it, maybe like, oh, I thought you joined the circus because you found your calling. Like, she's like, she cares. She's like, oh, I thought you found your passion in life. Dang. Yeah. Also, just like in general, like, you know, May's like bored a lot. She, she's she's bored. She's, she's not easily entertained. And I, I think <laughs> Ty Lee is a very entertaining person. <laughs> exactly. Like, Ty Lee is not boring. That's for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, like, they just balance each other well. Exactly. Like that dichotomy they established with all of their color palettes and temperament. Why just let that go to waste? Just let exactly. them kiss. And why do you say, why do you say, I love Zuko more than I fear you, and then have Ty Lee betray Azula too? <laughs> right after, immediately. That after. is something I was curious about though, because when Azula is going to coerce Ty Lee into joining her, she says, uh, I, I am on a mission. You remember my old fuddy duddy uncle, right? She doesn't say anything about Zuko to Ty Lee. So does that mean that Ty Lee would not be up for hunting Zuko? And if so, why? They could be friends too. Oh my God, wait, we haven't talked about her being like, I know you. Yes. The beach. There are so many what little is like, that? What itty bitty seeds of the fact that Zuko and Ty Lee probably did get along in some capacity, but we don't they know could, why or for what. What, is it, what does she mean, right. I know you? Hello? <laughs> explain, explain. America, explain. America, explain. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't remember that at scene. the beach scene like Zuko is like complaining about something or whatever and he goes you don't know me oh. like you know and, like, no one knows me. and she's like I know you and it's like such a serious moment I'm like curl Ty Lee says that? yeah Ty Lee says it and then Zuko starts going on a rant about you of know all oh, you not and all sister. of your Ty Lee world not his sister not his girlfriend Ty Lee says I know you explain America explain. <laughs> what do you mean? It's Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. Yeah. It's because yeah, that, she's that's an something I wish it that ooh. Ooh. She sees his aura. <laughs> right. That's something I wish was ex expl expanded on like, as far your as like, chi has been off since I met you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your chakra is aura not lining is up. not pink. <laughs> says, your aura is not pink right now. <laughs> completely throwing off my vibes one thing that i really like about uh azula not azula may and ty lee is like the color palettes that they have because may's robe is kind of like a really deep burgundy almost purple kind of color and then ty lee is all pink and that just made me really excited about like 
the different colors that can exist in the context of the Fire Nation, like the proximity to red that there also is. And like, again, just me being an irrelevant little world building nerd and <laughs> going like, oh, what I dies? <laughs> I mean, I'm a design ho, so I love that. And I also have a thing like with the water tribe. I'm like, well, how do they dye their clothes blue? Is there like a special kind of seaweed? How accessible is that seaweed when you can't water bend? Is that like, could it be contrasted that the Southern water tribe is a lot more pale blues and the Northern water tribe is like a lot richer blues because they can get the seaweed easier? I don't know. Like that's <laughs> Yeah, I do wish they expanded more about exactly what is the friendship or whatever between Zuko and Tylee. Were they once close friends and then Azula did something to divide them up? Huh? Or like it probably was that that like Azula was like, You're not allowed to have friends. I'm taking your friend. Exactly, yeah. And Tylee being afraid of Az Azula. The like Melee supremacy. Melee supremacy. <laughs> Period. Oh my god. This is the the <laughs> The ship we all needed. <laughs> if anything, you should take away from this episode. It's mainly supremacy. Um, we got some closing thoughts, folks. I like these two. I think mm -hmm. this they're an interesting dynamic that kind of got shortchanged, but as a whole, I kind of like their involvement with the storyline. Mm -hmm. I really like. Um, that we have characters that are in the Fire Nation that have, have interactions and a deep history with the main Fire Nation characters that we know. Um, and that really expands what the Fire Nation is and the diversity of personalities and people within the Fire Nation. Because I could so easily see any lesser story just being like, they're the big bad nation. You don't need to know anything past that. And that's all we would really get. And I love that they, I love that they, they have these characters. Not us not having anything to say about them anymore. <laughs> I'm thinking about like, I've should I say day. something that I've already said? Because it's, I really enjoyed the introduction of these two characters, even though I found May annoying, like I didn't ever feel her irrelevant in its entire, well, it is. So again, I brought up at first, like, <laughs> the balancing act of having an apathetic character that like if if they care about nothing why are they here like if you were an actor given like you know may as a character to play like what we like what we'd be like well why am i on stage <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it's also fun to just play a character who doesn't give a shit about anything <laughs> but no I, like i said before i think i think one of the things that she is passionate about and gives her hope is that she likes Zuko. Uh, debates about whether Zuko liked her back, but whatever. Debates about whether Zuko liked her back and like, you know, defining one character's existence by another character, generally right. not the most spectacular writing for a character, but particularly in the dynamic of it being a heterosexual relationship where it is the woman being attached to the man. <sighs> Yeah, I, I really liked May's abilities and seeing her on screen, ironically, was never going to be boring, even though she was bored. Uh, <laughs> I really loved Ty Lee and the way she was used, but I can't help but ask for 
more independence from me. Yeah. I feel like Tylee has, even though she's afraid of Azula, like she has a lot of independence and she really knows who she is. Mm -hmm. And I just wish May. Which is because she fucked off and actually went to figure out who she was. Imagine how giving time for yourself works out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I always wonder, like, why did May never try to leave? Like as we as we have Tylee and we have Toph, like there was why didn't what was keeping her? I wonder if there was a sense of obligation drilled into her from her family. Or was it the fact that Zuko might come back to the Fire Nation one day? Yeah, but then she leaves. She goes to Omashu. Yeah. <laughs> She's not even there anymore. But I guess that's just because her family Well no, because they seem to still have a place back in the I don't know. Yeah. As I as we ask more questions about May, I'm like, they just were not paying attention. It's clear. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think it might have been out of a sense of obligation. And I was talking to other people as far as like, about like the May Zuko dynamic, about wondering if her feelings for him and like, she has a childhood crush on him, but wondering if like the relationship they have later on is still like from genuine like romantic love for him or uh, it's another sense of obligation because he is the prince it's another way to raise your family's standings and that's something that maybe the family drilled into her yeah mm-hmm. and then that all comes down to like like I, it's like granted this is all things that people are thinking into like well after watching the series probably a few times but it's like does may ever find freedom really cool point carolina that um what if at first she has a genuine crush on him as a child and that something develops of that they get into a relationship but they figure out that they're not really good for each other and that's why their relationship is so bland but there's still this sense of obligation to stick with it because he is the heir i think that would explain a lot like and also maybe maybe Mm -hmm. when she told her parents she's like i have a crush on zuko they're like oh that would be a perfect match that would be a great thing. So like, because their family is all about advancing, getting higher up. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing we see because mm-hmm. she's, her father worked so hard so that he could be the leader of this colony of Omashu. It's just going to be changed into a new city. Mm-hmm. And But it also, be- like with yeah. May's parents, I wonder like, why are they not malicious in any capacity? Like they express empathy towards the sick Earth, na- Earth Kingdom citizens that are sick, quote unquote, that are, you know, leaving Omashu in droves and they are like really concerned about their child for just being their child and not related to any greater objective of raising social status so I'm like because we see the parents on screen I have a hard time believing certain things about them I feel like maybe maybe one of the reasons I want to advance so much is to give a better life to kids because that's what a lot of parents do they try and advance themselves in society so that their kids can have a better starting point to live in the society so maybe they're tied together so like yeah i suppose i'm always coming from the point of like they were always some kind of noble bloodline so they were already pretty much set for life so what made like i i thought greed was the motivating factor for trying to advance so much and gain power and gain recognition like i thought it was just a reflection of you know how fire nation government ends up corrupted We don't see enough of them, I guess. But we do have that one episode of her parents. 
I really want a smoothie. I love that for you, Zach. <laughs> and that is the end of our show. I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Next time, we'll dive into the depths of Azula's mind and what new questions arise as we explore. I hope to see you there.